Hello, hello. Welcome into Animan Plus, episode 86. Hopefully you're having a phenomenal day. Whatever day you're watching this or listening to this. Uh, shout out to the fact we didn't have an episode last week. We, we kind of predicted that. We weren't 100% sure if it was going to happen. Uh, just didn't end up happening. Didn't have an episode in our back pocket either. Hopefully we can get that fixed for some upcoming weeks as well. Uh, I got Zach here in the studio. Zach, how you doing? How you feel? I, I feel like it's the first time I've seen you in like three or four weeks. Because the last few game settings, I feel like I've just been on Discord. Yeah, they have. So, so it's been a bit. Yeah, I haven't seen you in like a month. How you doing? I've been doing good. I just noticed the switchers over there where John usually sits. And if it's there Saturday, he's probably going to destroy that. Oh, yeah. I'm not leaving that there Saturday. <laughs> no, no chance because he will 100% break it. But yeah, went on a nice vacation. How was that? It was good. It was nice. Went up to Smoky Mountains. It's nice up there. Yeah, I'm going on my vacation here in... 15 days from now, I'm leaving, and I'm ready, <laughs> to say the least. I'm ready. So that week, we'll see if Animan Plus has an episode. If it will, it will be a bonus episode, which actually happens to be when all of these incredibly hype shows start. Yep. The week that I'm going to be gone, all the hype shows start. So it'll be like the second week of October is when we're actually going to start get start talking about uh, My Hero and Spy Family and stuff. But, you know, one little plus to that is that when we come back, and we're ready to go for the show. We pretty much have all of our shows ready. You yes. know, we don't have to split episodes. We're like, all right, we're, this episode has only these, and the next episode, we'll, yeah, based on when everything starts. So that's a plus. We'll have everything. Yeah, loaded lineup, nice. loaded lineup, and no Dragon Quest. Hopefully, I mean, six episodes. It should be done by then, right? Oh no, it won't. won't it? Nope. It's coming off the script. No, it's not. <laughs> it's coming off the script. We've been we're here not, too long. We're not going into October with Dragon yes, Quest. Yes, we are. No, even though you're going to be stuck with Dragon Quest long because you have a game coming out. Are yeah, you... you posted that. I went. I just sent a nice fuck. Uh, yeah. But I'm not picking it up unless you're I'll John buy it buying you. it. I'll buy okay, it for you. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll buy it for you. You have to play it. No. It's part of the meme. <laughs> you don't have a choice. you got to play it. I'll shout out to the Josh Pillow in studio and looking beautiful as ever. Also, shout out to the fact that here in the very near future, we will be in a new studio. Starts, uh, start move, start doing some stuff next week on it. So, sometime in October. It'll be sometime in October after I'm back from vacation. We should be in the new studio. Six. That's sixth studio since starting this. Is it? Because yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The original setup with my U-shaped desk, yeah. And then we moved it over yeah. to the other room. Yeah. Then we went to the other room. Yeah. Then we had the first room here. Yeah, because that's right. We did have that brief stop in my office yep. before the other room was done. So, yeah, the the original one with the U-shaped desk, the brief one with the U-shaped desk in my office, and then, yeah. The, we set uh, up the first actual studio room. Yes. And then what was the fourth? That room. That room. Now this is fifth. Yep. Six studio. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Six studio for Sparky 3. We need a proper name for it. With the with the scale of this studio is going to be, I don't want to say too much yet. We need a proper name for it, not just the studio. Like the Spark House. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Don't, don't shake your head at me like that. <laughs> I'll say, I'll accept a name. I don't won't accept that one. <laughs> Why? Come on, man. Well, what are you what are you going to name it? The hole. <laughs> no. I'm not accepting that one. <laughs> That was far worse than yours. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> we'll figure out a name. I don't know what it'll be, though. Okay. Spark will be in the name, though. Okay. Uh, we'll just, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, but if you could, drop a like on this video. Subscribe to the channel. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, we've got some good conversations this week. You know, we uh, we missed last week, so we've got to kind of see where we're at on things. Uh, I will say Summertime Rendering is as phenomenal as it's always been. 
Like Horus Recoil is pretty much at its climax. Got one episode left with 12 coming out this weekend. And it's actually pretty solid what's happening right now. Did miss Rent a Girlfriend. Class in the Elite is pretty solid right now as well. We'll check in on Overlord and I guess Dragon Quest. Yes. And then we have all of our ratings for the week, of course. Uh, make sure to sign up to our website, Swaggy3.com. It's out for free, five bucks a month. We appreciate that. Make sure to check out all our sponsors. Link down in the description below. Start turning down the music. We'll start diving in some stuff. Uh, any news that we want to shout out before we really start? Into shout out to the fact that apparently Bleach is going to be divided into four parts. Oh, God. And Viz did confirm it's going to be summoncasted, but we still have no idea where. Yeah. Which And that's concerning because there was all those rumors for Disney+. Plus. Which that's only concerning with how Disney Plus handles summertime rendering is going to be the same way. Region lock. Exactly. So shout out to that. Uh, Mashal's going to get its anime cast reveal here very soon. Animaplex. So, hey. yeah, shout out to that. Shout out to that. Um, can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Let me peek over to Twitter. See if I miss anything. You got anything? I don't think I do. Not nothing this week. Well, uh, oh yeah, we got a new trailer for Spy Family. That looks good. Excited for that. Yeah, I don't think there's really anything else uh, off the top. I mean, because the, the biggest thing is the fact that Bleach is apparently going to be split into four parts. Yeah. That was really the biggest thing that happened. JJK uh, Volume Zero, that's coming soon. To, uh, Crunchyroll, of course. Uh, so looking forward to uh, finally watching that movie. You we know. still never watched uh, World Mission. Yeah, we did. We need to watch that at some point, too. Yeah, kind of behind the ball on that one, aren't we? Just a little. Yeah. See, considering it came out, I can now buy it in the Microsoft Store. Yeah, true. Uh, I did see this from a couple hours ago. Uh, Ruri Dragon, which is just starting showing up not long ago. Yeah. There is still no confirmation on when it's coming back. Ooh, that's rough. Yep, still. On I know a lot of people really liked it. Yep, still on its uh, indefinite hiatus due to the creator's health. Uh, that was confirmed here just recently. So, obviously, big T's and P's there. Uh, very unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, I don't think there's really anything else off the top of my head. Um, you know, nothing that we won't uh, chat about here in this episode, of course. So let's go ahead and dive into some stuff then. Uh, Zach, do you want us to kick us off with Overlord? How was uh, Overlord? You know, you're, you're at the end of the season, right? It's only Is this only a 12-episode season or is it 24? <coughs> usually it's only 12 or 13, but usually okay. 12. All right, so you're pretty much coming up to the climax of this season. Yeah. How, how's it going? How are we doing? I mean, it's good. It's We've come full circle now. Um, had a reveal of... That there was a person with a special suit, which was originally from just the game, and more or less Ayn's goes, all right, we discovered that. Let's go off the Empire. And we have a whole nice setup and meeting of uh, the criminal group he took under. He rescues all them, leaves them in the forest, then he has a nice standoff. Uh, No, we don't. We also have a meeting of... Several of two groups of adamantium class adventurers, Blue Rose and Red Red Tear is what they were called. And that was the group with the mecha guy who had the Gundam suit get offered by the theocracy, the last kingdom. The fucking Gundam suit. Yeah. Um, their special black scripture group, which is their apparently hidden, we're going to kill you now, a group offering them to join up with them to fight Ainz. And we also found out that the leader of the Red Tier is sort of a man whore. Because he's, <laughs> he just, ro- they roll up to the meeting place. He's shirtless with two women just all up on him and him grabbing up on all them and everything. It's like, okay, cool. Have that little meeting. Blue Rose says they're not going to join that group. Red Tier says, well, theocracy pieces out. They have their goodbye and 
Then we have a nice standoff between the Empire and Ainz. Uh, and we have a nice little meeting between Ainz and the Prince of the King of the Kingdom. Yeah, it's Kingdom, not Empire. Uh, where they have a nice little talk at the table, just each of their own views of how Ainz is trying to look for ha- happiness mm-hmm. and everything, and that he's by all he's sees nothing wrong with destroying other people's happiness to bring happiness to himself and the people he cares about. And he's just like, would you not do the same if you had the chance? And just the two of them interacting and sort of getting respect for each other, only for the prince to go back to his camp and tell the people to get ready. Negotiations fell. And for the nobles to run into his tent and kill him and then present his head to Ainz for only Ainz to more or less forsake the people. He's just like, that's what these noblemen do to a prince who was very act honestly look trying to look out for his people and whatnot because mm. they all they asked him was they don't kill them and their families and he went sure i won't do that he sends them to his torture and his dungeons like don't kill them make them suffer <laughs> make them suffer oh, and like it went hard on that of how he felt about what they did right and then he just proceeds to, well it didn't actually show it but more or less left that he went and murdered the rest of that camp and then we had a nice little showdown between Ainz and Albedo and the Gundam suit and another suit of armor with a bunch of weapons. And more or less, Ainz more or less having this fight with this suit of armor and trying to recruit them as a subordinate, realizing that the suit ar- suit of armor and all the weapons are being controlled from far away. Have that fight, finishes up with Ainz talk still offering him saying he's like i didn't wasn't seriously fighting you i just wanted you to join me i would have coming in stopping it and the guy piecing out mm-hmm. only us to show that it's a dragon that was fighting him and was trying to figure out whether he was a player or npc so the dragon has some sort of awareness of that there may be other care other people who came from the game <coughs> or that were players and then it also reveals at the end of it wasn't actually Ainz fighting him. It was Pandora's uh, mask who can turn into people and shapeshift in people who was fighting him. And Ainz just used him as a ploy to drag the person out to find out who they were and thinking that they might have been a player. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of how that episode ends, right before setting up for the final assault on the capital of the kingdom. Okay, okay. Sounds like a pretty good time. Yeah, it was really good. Well, well done. With all the... Espionage, nice little discussion. A good portion of it was mainly a discussion with him and the prince and then the fight. Right, right. Uh, well, for Lacour's recoil, uh, we're now like reaching our climax of stuff, right? Um, so th- these pa- like I watched uh, 10 and 11 back-to-back yesterday, and it was a pretty fun experience uh, like with where these characters are and seeing Green Hair Kirito's plan really come into fruition here. Mm-hmm. Because, like, so it all comes back to that arms deal, right? From the very first episode. Obviously, that's been the whole plot point of this whole series in terms of the serious plot point. You know, with wh- where we are now, obviously, uh, you know, Chisetto, she, she's dying. I mean, yeah. that's clear. We know that. Um, so, like, you know, um, Lyco Recoil, which is, that's the cafe. That's basically, like, her headquarters, essentially. Like, it exists because yeah. of her. Um, you know, it's basically being shut down because she's dying. You know what I mean? All the characters are now going their separate ways. Takina's now gone back to the DA. You know, the hacker girl. Um, forgot. I, I never remember her name, but, the, you know, she was the one in the squirrel outfit. Um, Wasn't that her Walnut. Girl? Walnut okay. was her 
her hacking name. She's going her separate way. The other chick's going her separate way. You know, Mika, who's like, you know, the, the teacher, you know, and, you know, Chichito Sensei, whatever. You know, he's just going to kind of go his separate way too, whatever. Kind of a somber, like, Debbie Downer moment. And you get to, you now get to find out in these episodes what Green Hair Kirito's plan was with that arm steal uh, to cause chaos. He basically left guns all over the city. Because like, keep in mind, like the guns that he got a, a stupid amount of firearms in that gun steal, and everyone's trying to figure out why. And he, you know, then he, he got, did his impression of Oprah when you get a gun, you get a gun, you yes, get a gun. Yes. So he, like, you know, uh, has his hacker, you know, hack into the TV monitor system. So he's like broadcasting himself all over Japan. He's just like, yeah, you know, look under here, look under there. You'll find, and you'll see a guy at a park, look under a bench, find a bag with a gun in it. You know, and a cop's just like, whoa, man, put that gun down. And actually. You know, and I, I, it's, it's, it's so stupid in that, in that particular moment, that situation where the guy's just like, oh, oh, and he's, he's sitting down and he almost like kind of like falls and accidentally shoots the gun. It's, it's almost as stupid as like, you know, in, uh, Halloween kills, there was the chick, you know, the, the nurse chick with the gun walking up to the car shooting Michael. Michael just kicks the door and the gun flings back and shoots herself. You know, it's that level of stupid where he's literally sitting down. He's like scared and freaks out. He's like, oh, and like just shoots himself or shoots the cop, whatever. But like that's green hair. Kirito's plan is to cause chaos. He wants everyone to have guns and go wild and have chaos. But his also his other plan is to reveal to the world what like chorus is yeah. because it's a hidden thing. Like he, you know, no one knows that there are these teenage girls that are actually fucking well-trained spies and assassins and agents and whatever. And he wants to reveal that to the world. So like, you know, you see like uh, one of the head leaders of the government, you know, contact the leader of like, or it's just like, Oh, you need to fucking send Chachito in right now. You know, she's the one you need, you know, even though they already tried that, it's just turned her down, obviously, you know, and the, you know, the boss of the like horse is like, don't worry. It's going to remain a secret. What like horse says, whatever. We already shut down his stream. It's all, we're good. We'll take care of this. You know, and they, she did end up trying to call, you know, Chisito. It's just like, you know, hey, we got to summon you, whatever. And, uh, you know, in that moment, Mika's the one on the phone talking. You know, and there was a there was a pretty nice little moment there with Mika and Chisito before that call happened where, you know, again, Chisito's dying, right? So, you know, he gives her, like, a coming-of-age kimono because she's at, she's at that age where she would get it, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, just as, like, you know, she's getting a little early because, obviously, she's dying again. And this is a moment where Chisito's still being, like, super lighthearted and upbeat and it's just like, oh, you know, Dawn looks so great, whatever. And Mika's just like, very clearly distraught about something, and you now get the moment where he reveals to her the secret that he's kept all this time between him and you know Shinzi, who is you know the one the, the, the doctor you know that performed the surgery on Sito, you know, which also I guess would be with how it was alluded to, it never like firmly like said, like, yes, this is what I guess his 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 love interest, you gotcha. know, it's very hard. Hard alluded to that you know, Mika and Shinzi, you know, were were you know dating, a thing. yeah, a thing at some point. Well, anyway, so he Mika finally reveals to Chasetto the truth of her purpose that you know Mika went to Shinji to you know for with who's with the Allen Institute, of course, to save Chasetto's life. His one condition is that he wanted Mika he wanted Mika to train Chasetto to be the world's greatest hitman, and the reason why he kept that a they secret got the wrong teacher. Right, exactly. You know, he, I mean, obviously she, she I was trained well, but you know, he never revealed that part to her because she admired Sinji so much for saving her life. Mm -hmm. You know, dubbed him Mister Savior, and you know, became her mission of 
not taking someone else's life, right? That's why she uses the the fake bullets. You know, she you know she wants to emulate what you know he did for her. You know, because she was a little kid, so he's just like lied to her that oh he's the Mister Savior that's gonna save her, or whatever. So like. Mika never wanted to reveal the truth that, like, you were actually saved for the purpose of killing people. And, you know, he was just, like, in a mode of, like, should I have told you the truth or not? Which then, you know, Chisetto, in true protagonist fashion, is just like, you know, you know, I'm, I'm glad it went the way it did. Because if you would have told me the truth, and I would have just been a trained, well-hitman to, to murder people, I probably would have learned to resent you and resent Shinji. And I would have never, like, opened this cafe you know, and done this and done this and done all these different things in her life that she's proud of and happy with. She's happy how it turned out. And she's like, oh, you know, you're, you know, you two are my dads. I love you guys, whatever. So it was a nice little heartfelt moment there. And then that's when we got the call. Mika's the one on the phone. It's just like, you know, shit does not available, whatever. And, you know, you know, because again, she's dying. Like, f- just fuck off, basically. And at that same time, Shito gets a call, you know, like a, v- a video call, which happens to be Sinji tied up and in, in, in captive. You yes. Know, Exactly. So that's when she you know, gets on the phone with them, whatever, kind of getting the breakdown. She's like, oh, we need you to take care of this. We need you to kill Green Hair Kirito, whatever. And you see her on both phones right now. The, the hacker's talking to her. The boss of like horse is talking to her. And she's, you know, the, the, you know, the hacker's just like, don't you fucking say a thing to them. Don't oh, we'll fucking kill them right now. If you say a fucking thing. And the boss, of course, is like, is someone else there? She's just like, no, no one's there. <laughs> So, you know, Shiseto, you know, now is obviously not responding to the call of Lycoris because now she's going to fly in solo to try to save Shinji, whatever. Which which is funny from, like, episode 10 to 11 because it almost gives you a moment where it's like, oh, shit, Mika's about to fucking do something. This old-ass man hobbling around with a cane is about to fuck some shit up. He gets, like, in his, his old, old, like, uniform, whatever. He pulls out a fucking sniper over his, his rifle's like, oh, shit, he's about to go fuck some shit up with shit, though. This is about to be dope. They get to the building. He's like, all right, here's the rifle. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> so shit goes flying in solo. So he was just a caddy. Cool. Yeah, basically just taking her there. That's all it was. You know, um, and, you know, this is where we are in episode 11 at this point. And, you know, there and all this is, of course, taking place at that radio tower. You know, Chita was a, like the savior of the radio tower. All this, you know, like a full circle, right? Bringing us back to there. You know, Takina, um, you know, is in like the bus, whatever, you know, with all the other like chorus mm-hmm. where they're getting like mission briefs and everything like that. And then they, you know, you know. She then finds out that Chita was called to be deployed, but the boss said, oh, she's not responding you know she's not gonna she's not gonna do the mission whatever she basically said no you know takina tries uh you know making some calls or whatever you know takina figures out something's up essentially ditches everyone else to try to go help out uh we get some very sweet action sequences of sito in the tower just mopping the floor with all these fucking randoms uh and then you get the one-on-one between green green hair kirito and sito the room is like completely sealed off so there's zero light and it's just like, so this is where you get to see Green Hair Kirito's ability where, you know, Sento is able to read movement so perfectly that she can dodge shots, like literally a gun in front of her face. Meanwhile, like Green Hair Kirito, he has like hypersensitive hearing. So he can perfectly like get around everything in the room by the smallest little sound. And that's basically his enhancement that he got from the Allen Institute as well. So it's a nice little fight between the two of them in here. And then I guess Takina is like super powered Hulk or something because she completely busts through a metal wall 
And yeah, yeah, bust through a metal gate or, or like a metal like garage door basically into the building. You get a nice little like uh, f- quick fighting sequence uh, between Takina and Seto and Greenhead Kirito to finish off the episode. These past few episodes have been pretty solid, you know, leading up to this climax. Because while this is happening, you know, Greenhead Kirito, his plan did succeed and he was able to reveal to the world of Black Horse. He was able to like rehack his stream, right? And tell the world, oh, yeah, if you see girls with this uniform, they're actually a Black Horse. They're a well trained assassin. There's one out in public and everyone starts looking at her and just like, oh, fuck. And one of the guys that's looking at her happens to have a brown bag with a gun. He's like, I don't know what to do. So he pulls out his gun. She pulls out his gun. They shoot each other. And everyone's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And meanwhile, while he's doing this, he's, like, flipping through camera shots, right, of all these, like, horse and, and, you know, trying to hunt him down. Yeah. You know, to prove to the world that, hey, you know, the government's got these, like, teenage girls and train them to be assassins and shit like that, right? And you know, just, so his whole, his whole plan did succeed in that regard. So I'll be very curious to see what happens in episode 12 with the aftermath of that as well as what's going to happen in the manga that's going to be coming out. Because, again, this anime, is this is the source yeah. material. The manga is coming later. So I will be kind of curious to see, like, a uh, what the world will be like in the aftermath of where everyone knows the Lacoris is a thing. And it just I, becomes the new police force. Yeah, it just becomes the new, like, like the bunny heads in Sabuki Bisco, you know, <laughs> something like that. But no, these past few episodes have been really good. Uh, I, I've enjoyed them. So I'll be looking forward to seeing the climax. But not, I won't be looking forward to seeing this climax as much as I am looking forward to see the climax of Class from the Elite. Fuck. Because episode 11 of season two of Class from the Elite was... It went hard. It, it did. It, the one thing it did so well is that it did so well at making you feel uncomfortable. Yes. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, this is just an unsettling sight. You know, um, and they even made it very clear because even one of the characters was very not okay with this. Yeah, where she's just like, the moment we find out who the mastermind is, I'm fucking leaving. I'm out. Like it was a very unsettling situation, and this episode was very big on Ryuin uh, or Dragon Boy, as he hates being called, uh, trying to really hammer out to figure out who the fuck this mastermind is. I, I did love the confrontation between him and uh, the other. I don't remember that guy's name, the blonde haired dude. I can't think of his name because this is the first real time we had a whole interaction with him. It, yeah, because there's been inter- he only gets snippets. It's all there's been interspersions between season one and two of him just doing things, but this was the first time we really got an actual full discussion of with his character of him being accosted by Ryu and and him just going, "You're looking f- and really showing off that he is a lot more aware of what's going on." Yeah, than he lets on. Than he lets on. Yeah. Like he full well, if he really wanted to, could do what it's peeked at it is that he could fully well have been in class a it may probably even class b but he just outright chose to because he just wants to do what he wants he doesn't care for the tedious stuff yep and like even the they even mentioned the uh event on the ship when they were put in their little groups Mm. because apparently he just outright revealed who it was right at the beginning we saw that so he had figured it after one meeting what it was which was the first clue that he's super smart and just like and even Rune's like, well, what about this time? What, are you saying you're not against me? He's like, oh, that was me just being experimenting with something. And plus, they got me out of all the tediousness of getting all those meetups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, you know, that's such a great thing to point out because it makes me so curious of how much his character evolves in the light novels. Yes. You know, into basically like seasons three and four and beyond. Like how much is his character going to evolve? Where like maybe he's like a secret antagonist in a way. You know what I mean? Like I'll be very curious to see 
you know, how his character will continue to evolve. Because that was such an interesting, fascinating meetup where even, you know, Ryu and it's just like, wow, this guy's like, uh, he's his own level of psycho, but he's a different say, level than he's, me. He's psycho. He's like, he's just as crazy as me. But in a different it's way. different. Yeah, but in a different way. Because <laughs> that was a great standoff. And Ryu just going, what if I physically try and stop you? I will end everyone who comes at me. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, are you sure about that? He's like, I see no reason not to know for sure. <laughs> and I'm just like, damn, I, that was a fucking I mean, there was a lot of very good moments in this episode. Plus, um, I do want to note one thing from the previous episode of uh, 10, the reveal of Ayuno Koji meeting his father yep, and him true. getting the realization of the teacher didn't actually know his father. It has nothing to do with his father. Yep. And him just getting that nice opening for episode 11 and ending of 10 of him calling, uh, not Kamashita. I forget her name. Always forget her name. Uh, Kay. Yeah, we'll just call her. Kay's her first name. Okay. Or no, it's her last name. Um, and him just calling her and apologizing to her for the things he's had her do out of his, out of her way and him just going, I've lost my motivation, so I'm just going to stop now. And just also seeing that sort of, her, because she's slowly getting these feelings for Ayana Koji, and just she's like, huh? And what? just how much <laughs> it's definitely hurt her with him just saying he was going to stop contacting her. Then we get to Karizawa. see Karizawa. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then this episode, the second half of it, Man. and fucking ruin sending out the bait, bringing her to yep. a fucking freezer somewhere, black black spray painting all the cameras and whatnot. Yep, and just. Friggin' like it was rough. Him just first they get her there, then they manhandle her and zip tie her hands together. Yep. Strip her of her coat. Coat. And then in this freezer when he's questioning her, saying, Okay. Starts pulling liters or gallons of water on her while she's in the freezer. Man. And just how much she definitely cared for Ayana Koji is just she's just suffering. Yep. She's they just put, straight they, suffering. They put like a bag over at one point and keeps pouring. Oh yeah, the water. no, they water they water torture, throwing her the a rag on her. Yep. And then just that over her face and pouring water over her face to give like I said, drowning. It, it made you very uncomfortable. It was a very uncomfortable episode. And it really hits it because towards the end there, where it's like showing it off and it switched to Ayuna Koji for a moment and him hanging out with his group now yep. and them just going to do whatever, go to karaoke. Then it switches back to you and dragging Karizawa away. It's like. For my own pleasure, I'm going to destroy her. Yeah, and that the episode ending with that. So, man, I am, I can I am so just all over the place with how this season's going to end. Because I, I think twelve is the. I only it's thirteen. I'm let pretty me, sure it's twelve. Let, let me fact check. I think it's twelve as well. Because there's only two ways. One of two ways it's going to end. It's either Ruin's going to be allowed to absolutely destroy Kay, and she's going to be in a vegetative state. And we're going to get the next part, which is going to be Aino Koji doing some shit and getting some... 13. Oh, it is a 13. So we got two more. Oh, man. So we may get both. Yeah, we may get both. Well, if, it shit. Was, if it was 12, it was probably going to end with setting up for the destruction of Aino Koji. But yeah, 13 episodes. If it's 13, Karazawa's <laughs> going to suffer. I do not see this ending well for her. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> But like I feel like it, it going to thirteen could also set up for Ayan Koji doing something, right? Yes, it very much too. But in the end, I feel like Karizawa's gonna suffer a lot because I don't, based on her character, she might break, but I don't think she will. Right. And it brings the question of 
if someone's going to notice that she wasn't there and they're going to bring it to Ayana Koji. Oh, man. Two episodes left. I, did, I, I thought it was 12, man. We're, we're in for a lot these next two episodes. Because it's either she's going to suffer and then Ayana Koji's going to find out, or because it did get the red herring at 10. I don't know if it said in 11, at the beginning of 11, but at 10 where he says, if you ever get in trouble, call me and I'll still fulfill my promise. Right. Oh, man. And you know, I also just realized, I just looked at the calendar. By the time it ends, I'll be on vacation. It would be Oof. the week that we'd be talking about the ending. Oof. I know. Big sad. <laughs> I'll be in another state. Rip. <laughs> uh, we'll see if we can do something. Probably not. But Probably I'll, not. See what I, I'll, I'll see if I can do something. Uh, but man, God, I'm pumped for these next couple episodes. Oh, they're going to be good. Yeah. They're going to be very, very good. And it's still funny. You were still weren't feeling the series at first. It took me like five, six episodes to really get into it. I, what really got me into it was Anakoji. Uh, Anakoji, man. I, I just like his character. He's entertaining. That's what got me into him. And I've been hooked ever since. So, no, very good episode this week, man. Like I said, it just did very well at uh, Make You Feel Comfortable. The last episode meeting with his dad. Just losing all motivation where he just wants to completely just like fuck off and vibe now. Very excited to see how these last couple episodes go, as well as what's going to happen for future seasons. Because, again, like what we were pointing out with that uh, with that one dude, the blonde-haired dude, uh, it's just like, you know, very clearly revealing that he's very aware of what's going on. And probably safely assuming he's very aware who the mastermind is. Oh, yeah, from that interaction, yeah. he knows all the players and all the pieces. Oh, yeah, he knows every single bit of Because he even straight up said, because like when Ruin asked, straight up asked him, do you know who the mastermind is? Like, why would I deprive you of the fun? Exactly. And pieces out yep. to go on his date. Yeah. <laughs> Just in that single interaction alone, that dude shot up very high for my favorite characters list. Yes. Because <laughs> before that, you know, we got in so little interactions. The only interaction you got is this guy's a pompous asshole. Yeah, he was just an egotist. Exactly. But now after that single interaction, I'm like, I fucking like this guy. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't break my heart later. <laughs> His character, just that one interaction in which that's such a great buildup for that character alone. Yeah. Because just that one interaction gave us so much. Right. Plus the few interspersed here and there. I'm pumped. I'm pumped to explore his character more. Pumped for pumped for the rest of the season. Uh, all right. What's going on in Dragon Quest? So everyone's getting their shit tossed. Good. Um, they deserve it. Dark King Vern has literally been turning people into uh, magical Pokeballs. What? Yes. Okay. So you know how Majin Buu can turn people into treats when they're weak enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dark King Vern can do the same thing, and he just encases them in a crystal ball where they can still hear and see everything, but they can't do anything. Okay. So as everyone starts getting weaker and, fa and falling, a little gem in his forehead zaps them and turns them into crystal balls. <laughs> so that's probably where Majin Buu came from. <laughs> um. So yeah, every time they're fighting, he's just I'm just like, oh look, he's becoming the very best, the best there ever was. <laughs> um, because like yeah, the entire cast is now in crystal balls besides, uh, die and pop. Naturally. Yes, and it was more or less a buildup of everyone was down on their luggage, like we're so weak. How can we get feet burn? And this is why after uh, fuck, what's his name? Avon was turned to pop. Was just like. You're the only one who can do this, Pop. Only the one who's been with Die from the very beginning of this journey, this fight, can lead him to be able to do the, give him the power to strike down Vern because he's the only one who can strike down Vern. None of us else can do it. And then he gets turned and put into a Pokeball. Um, <laughs> after that, it's just him, uh, Hadlar, not Hadlar, um, 
had Lars finally dead <laughs> after him saving finally. after saving Avon from the af with his ashes. Um, him, Ladhart, Die, and Pop are the only ones left, and they try and do something. Dark King Vern throws their ship, and Pop gets up. He's like, "Avon's right." It goes full Sherlock Holmes. It's just like. Dark King Vern can't do anything to us like that in that stance. That's solely for countering. When he's in that stance, we don't have to... He can't attack us. It's solely... He, it's a stance for him to charge up all his three attacks because they take so much energy and all that sort of... And we're like, well, shit. Avon was right. There was someone still smart. Look at that. <laughs> but nothing's stopping me from attacking! <laughs> Smacks the shit out of all of them. Bob goes, damn, my plan's gonna fail. It's like, Ladhart, him... Give me your lives. And I'm going, what? And him, then he explains, my plan's literally this. We're going to take all his attacks so Dai can hit him. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then Vern's just like, well, I'm going to kill you all with this Calamity Wave, but I'm going to make it slower so y'all can really chew on y'all's fear. <laughs> Throws it out. Him and Ladhart have a moment just like, fine. We'll, we trust you, Pop. We'll do this. Him straight up goes, grabs the swell of energy, and rips it the fuck apart. <laughs> Ladhart's just like, I finally gained respect for you. Charges with him. They go and attack. They take two attacks, find a moment where Pop shoots off Medora, and she's like, ha, I did it. You don't get it, King Vern. I just did it all to show Daya timing. Sure, cool, you got the timing. Let's do this. <laughs> and he's just like, it's like, all right. The other two get per put into Pokeballs because they got smacked away. Right. They're in Pokeballs now. Then him and then King Vern and Pop have a fucking mental battle. I'm just like, well, I have three attacks and you're only charging two. So this is how it's going to go. It's like, oh, really? We'll see how that goes. Die, charge up. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Pop does his little attack. Hadlard, not Hadlard, Vern does his thing. It's like, it's just as I told you it was going to be. Now die, Pop. Hits him, hits him with a supercharged explosion and Phoenix, and we have a moment like, ha, 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 what's going on? Underneath his clothes, Pop had fucking big brain Vern, and he put the fucking shield the horse chess piece had, which reflects all magic, regardless of what it is, on his body, underneath his clothing, that Vern has just hit, and has now been reflected at Vern, and him smiling, gotcha! <laughs> And then it ends. It's like a nice mirror force. Yeah, pretty much. You know, or a magic cylinder. Yes. Yeah, there you go. I activate my trap card. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> you activated my trap card, you fool. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. At least we're almost done. Yeah. We're almost done. Yeah. Well, then you got the video game to play. <laughs> you got to play the video game. I mean, if you buy it, sure. I'm not buying and it. And then you have to talk about it. Uh, from you know a full review once you beat it on GameStetic. I mean, sure. So make sure to check out youtubecom sparky 3 every Saturday around six o'clock Central Standard Time. We go live for GameStetic. Shout to that, and you can hear Zach talk about Dragon Quest over there too. I bet the game will be much better than the series. It probably will. <laughs> it probably will. I don't know. Still, one of my best quotes from the series is when Pot go Pop goes on his whole thing of like, "I'm not used to people counting on me. I like doing my thing than getting." thrown on the floor i'm okay with that <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus 
All right. Uh, so last up, Summertime Rendering, episode 22. Uh, this show is wrapping up in beautiful fashion. Uh, I'm very pumped to watch these last three episodes. It is going 25. And also, of course, Recruit is going to 13, not 12. So we got a couple more episodes of that, hey. too. Okay, so. Which we won't review. Because it'll be I, when you're on vacation. Uh, actually, okay, so I actually brain farted on that. I looked at the calendar again, right, while you were talking. Week that uh, September 28th. So we would be doing. That Wednesday, we would be able to get Class in the Elite ending. If, if we watch, if you watch yeah. it like that Tuesday, like I will, we'll watch it that Tuesday, and we'll get to have uh, of course recall ending as well. Gotcha. Now the ending of summertime is literally the Friday I leave. Okay, that one's screwed. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to like just lead off the next episode when I come back with, "Hey, summertime rendering was fucking phenomenal. Ten out of ten, peak series, baby. Here we go." Because I imagine the ending is going to be absolute peak. Uh, so these last two episodes have been pretty solid, um, especially, you know, really both of them. I mean, right now we're hit, hitting some, we're at the climax. Okay. We are at the final stage of everything about to go down. Obviously three episodes left with where they are. This is it. This is it. This is the final battle. So that's pretty dope. Um, so when it comes to, uh, that whole shell thing, you know, that got, it scared off, you know, Shida and, uh, you know, Heine, whatever they were, that was Ursho still, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. That whole thing. Okay. So no, she's dead as shit. All right. She was one, she's 1000% dead. That version of her. So basically in that last moment, she went big brain play, right? And in that, that shell, her last ditch effort to try to stay alive and just simply hoping that Shinpei is going to be smart enough to realize this. Because, you know, he is, you know, obviously very clearly intelligent, as we've seen throughout these series. All Everything that has happened up until that point, she inserted all of her memories into that shell. So she is dead. That shell is not her. It is simply just her memories. And the reason she did this is like when it comes to summertime rendering, right? And all these different, you know, the time looping and the different loops and stuff. It's not like a, a multiverse thing, right? It, it's all the same timeline that's going to potentially end in a different way. But it's not like, you know, every universe is going to be different, essentially. Like completely different from the beginning. It has its set line that it's going to go down in theory unless something happens, okay? So with that said, her big brain play is... You know, every time he loops, if you get technical, there's another Urshro in the ocean right now, ready to wake up on the day of the festival where he first met Urshro to begin with. That's the big brain play that she's hoping that Shinpei can acknowledge. Because in that moment, that that Urshro in that timeline, at that moment, that one's dead. But, you know, every time they've looped, technically there was a second Urshro. You know, because when, when he started looping with Urshro, bringing that Urshro with him, there was technically two of her the he entire time. He just took that timeline Urshro. Yes. You know, so he took he so he went to go find the Urshro that's currently in the ocean that was set to wake up on the shore or whatever. You know, so he went to go find her and, you know, just, you know, when they find her, like, you know, she, she's very blatantly conf confused on what the fuck is happening, that Shinpei's even there. She has no idea she's a shadow. Back to blank slate. Then he gives her the shell and remembers everything, and it's time to throw it out. I will say when she wakes up, it's really funny because, like, you know, her, like that shadow of her is just, like, flowing through the ocean. You know, there's, like, you know, tides and shit like that. She's kind of going all over the place. So Shinpei is going to get her in uh, Gil's body. Gil's one of the big babies. The other baby already got killed and fucked up in the fight at the beach. So there's only one 
one of the babies left that Toiko has. So Shinpei is like inside the baby, like an armor, kind of like Shide has for his armor, right? Okay. And you just see him like flying through the ocean, like swimming at high, fast speeds. You know, Shide realizes what they're trying to do and starts going after them as well. Whenever Urshro wakes up, she just screams, what in blue blazes? And I don't know why, but that just made me fucking laugh my ass off. Uh, but whenever she ends up waking up, she completely fucks up all the stuff that she has all around her and just is ready to go to town. They're kind of like standing on top of Gil's body, you know, in the middle of the ocean. She is kind of floating, you know, half of his armor is now destroyed where you see like his human arm and stuff. And he's like, huh, that's weird. You know, the armor's being destroyed. Huh? How about that? That's kind of, that's kind of scary. I might be fucked, but you know, your show is ready to fucking throw down. She's ready to go. And she runs like full speed, ready to fucking destroy this dude and shadow Mio pops out of nowhere and just completely stops her and pulls her back. It's just like, you know, kind of like, you know, they touch heads, whatever to transfer memory still, you know, and you're like, really, that's the plan. It's like, damn, Shinpei, you're a fucking genius, you know? And, uh, whenever, you know, he's, you know, she kind of steps back, whatever, you know, and uh, like in the moment, it's just like, the hell does he mean? And you get to find out later in the episode, what exactly he means where he asks Shida, he's like, Hey, Shida, where do you think I came from just now? And he's just like, what, what do you mean? He's just like, see you, man. And shoots himself right there to start another loop. So whenever he starts the next loop, uh, he had it all planned out perfectly based on the timing of when the loop would occur and stuff. Mm-hmm. He is currently in the cave where Heine's body actually is. So whenever they whenever they come back in this loop and Shide and like you know uh, you know Heine and like you know she's still in Shinpei's form whatever up at the festival, you know they realize Heine realizes shit the motherfucker looped, you know because uh, they've now come to a realization you know that you know he's marked of course as we already know, but when if he's in Gil's body. You know that 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 baby form, the all another shadow essentially. It kind of blocks that ability to track him, and he figured that out. So like this, you know, he's in the cave, and they don't realize it. So when they come back into you know th- that loop, they realize shit. They're in the cave right now, aren't they? You know, so that now we're starting to set up for the big finale, the big fight. You know, working their way through the cave to get to Heine's body, which they do successfully do so. They end up breaking through like this barrier, which is essentially still part of her actual body. Break through that. Yeah, you get some nice fighting sequences between like Shide as well as like Urshiro and the others and, you know, Shinpei now being able to actually fight back because keep in mind, Renosuke is with him. So with Renosuke's ability, you know, where he can see like two seconds ahead, whatever, you know, he's able to dodge shots, dodge this, do this. And he actually, you know, he can, he can fight shadows now is the best way to put it. You know, Heine ends up getting pinned down because, you know, she's thinking that she's super smart and outsmarting. And once she goes up here, it's like, oh, I sense, you know, the shadow, you know, nail gun there, whatever the copy, right? She's like, oh, I'm a fuck sow up there. So she goes up, attacks it. And, you know, there's the shadow nail gun. She's like, ha ha, fuck you. And then she gets pinned down by a bunch of nails because South still, they happen to have the original nail gun. So it's all real. She can't sense that shit. So she's now pinned down. You know, you see her face to start splattering with blood. Real gruesome sight. Super cool. Um, you know, in this fight as well, it comes to a point where like Urshro is basically going to attack Heine head on, where it's just like, you know, I know that you're uh, a little girl who just wants to be with her family forever and wants to live in like eternity and peace. And that's ultimately what she wants, you know, and, and you know, basically in a, in a quick moment, you're getting this sense of like, okay, are we about to have trademark anime? Like, okay, we're going to forgive the bad guy and try to turn them good sort of thing. You know, that yeah. trademark sort of trope. And then Ursula's just like, 
but the feeling's not mutual. And Hershow <laughs> just goes like straight up, ready to fucking brutally murderize, you know, a Heine. Heine, you know, is like crying and screams, stop. And, you know, Hershow doesn't attack Heine directly, but she attacks like the wall directly behind her, which is still part of Heine's body. body. Yeah. So complete when he, she completely shatters that, you see the armor, Shide's armor completely disappear, right? So now he's back to normal human form. Then gets a nice knife right in the top of his head from Mio. So in theory, Shide is dead right now. They've killed his uh, his makeshift body that he created, his copy body, mm-hmm. very quickly earlier on. You know, it's nothing super notable. They, they've, in theory, killed the main body. So it's like, okay, all should be good in the world, right? Nope. Shide starts coming back. Everyone's like, okay, what you know, what's happening? Because like once they attack that body and believe he- this is it, Heine's dead. Like Mio even says, all right, bye, Shinpei, bye, everyone. And then Mio does disappear. Mio's like, wait a minute. Now, me and Ursha are still here. Hi, you know, mother's still alive. Like, you know, this, you know, this isn't over. Mm-hmm. Um, so you start to see Shide, uh, a new, like a, basically a new form of Shide start to form up in there, like a really humongous one, kind of like bust out from the wall and stuff. Third phase. Basically. Uh, but then also, like, the plot twist where this episode ends is, like, you know, for Heine, uh, Shinpei's eye, that was Heine's eye that allows him to time travel, has now turned red, which is Heine's eye colors. And one of Urshro's eye colors has now turned red. So don't that's where the episode ends. Okay. So, you know, so you can only assume that somehow Heine is now within both of their bodies in some form, trying to maybe take over both of their bodies at the same time. Don't know. We'll find that out next episode. But either way, it was super hype these uh, past couple episodes. Very much enjoyed them. I don't know why you say that. You know what the Wonder Twins is? The what? The one? The Wonder Twins. Yes, I do. All I could think of was at the power of a little girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> basically, basically. So, yeah, looking forward to these next few episodes, man. Summertime Rendering has been such a fucking treat. Like, I love this show so much. It's so damn good. Uh, favorite episode of the week? Classroom of the Elite. I'll give it Classroom of the Elite. While Summertime was awesome, Classroom of the Elite really brought out some emotions It was done me. so well. Episode it was. 11 it, was, it, was, it was. was just peak direction and choicing of shots and everything for the all, all the way around. Man, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, all right, let's get into chapter ratings for the week then. Wrap up the show beautifully because I have some leftover pasta right now that is calling my name. And Thursday Night Football, too. Shout out to Chargers and Chiefs. going to be a good game, I think. Uh, all right, let's kick things off with One Piece 1059. Uh, I would give this one a nine. I really... <laughs> I really enjoyed this chapter. This chapter really made me really made me laugh, man. So, you know, I don't feel like it's super spoilers. Nothing really massive happened. So Blackbeard, you know, we, uh, people can already figure out what one of Blackbeard's goals is try to get more devil fruits. You know, I mean, he already stole, you know, Whitebeard's yeah. fruit. So obviously you would assume he'd want more. That is correct. He does want more. He was trying to go steal Boa's fruit of all of them. I don't know how the fuck he's going to use it. But that's what he was trying to, trying to steal. Uh, so, you know, he goes to Amazon Lily, right, and is attempting to steal that fruit. Uh, Rayleigh shows up. Yo, Rayleigh. Yep. And in just a single panel, a single page of Rayleigh showing up. Lays Black, the smack down. Blackbeard being like, oh, God. You know, uh, Bo was like, oh, Rayleigh, you're here. And someone else, and it was uh, Kobe. It was just like, that silver's Rayleigh in the flesh? Like, like fangirling. Yeah. You have that page, and Rayleigh's just like, don't worry, I'll mediate this situation. You know, and if you, you can leave the island peacefully, whatever. Fast forward to the next page. The first panel on the next page is after Blackbeard left. And everyone is chilling. So like as soon as uh, as soon as he shows up, Blackbeard's like, 
deuce. You know that 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 gif of the guy yeah. putting the deuce and disappearing. That was Blackbeard. <laughs> Blackbeard, Rayleigh, fuck this. Basically, and Rayleigh's just like, all right, you know, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, the pirate king's cabin boy over here, thinking that he's hot shit, basically. So it was a very enjoyable chapter. I really enjoyed this one. My hero was on a break this week. Uh, Black Clover, three thirty-seven. We cannot leave Wayno. That's everything I saw in the comments. Was everyone like, <laughs> we can't leave Wayno. Wayno's pulling us back in. Stop! No. <laughs> Hey, I don't think this is a bad thing, though. And honestly, you know, even though we know it's in the final arc, it really kind of opens the world up. I mean, it does. And I mean, I'm very honestly surprised that they... uh, I'm surprised we didn't do this sooner. Yeah, I'm uh, honestly, because it's not really a spoiler, just let people know, just it finally introduces us to uh, Black Bull Captain's... Yami. Yami's... Homeland. Homeland, which... I honestly thought we were never going to see it. I thought it was just a, it's a reference thing. That's it. to his yeah. events and whatnot. It was never going to be a thing. So the fact that they're using it is actually very interesting. Yeah. JJK uh, one. Oh, wait, what, what would you rate it? Sorry. Uh, eight. You eight as well. JJK one ninety seven. Have you caught up on this? No. You're missing some ridiculous shit. Is it good though? If it's good, I'll actually try to catch up. Finally. It's good in a way, because like it's still. The ridiculousness that is JJK lately, but it's just uh, peak weirdness to just like, I'm okay with this. Okay, okay. I'm not trying to catch up then. But I would give it overall an eight. Uh, Mishio's Core Family, 145. Uh, these last couple chapters have not hit for me. I'll give this one, I think, a, a six. Undead and Luck, 126. This was good though. I'd give this one a nine. Undead and Luck is like fucking hitting right now. Nice. It is good right now. Uh, Masha, 123. I'll give it a nine. I'll give it a nine as well. Love that ending. That ending was funny. That was great. That, that ending was so funny. I loved it. I always carry my sister. Suplex. Yeah. <laughs> Day is 86. Yeah, I'll give it a six. These past couple chapters have not hit with me. I'll give it an eight. I like the development of the characters. That's fair. I lose Samurai 77. i give it an eight. It was, it was a chapter. Still got to catch up to this one, too. Blue Box 68. I'm not sure what we're doing here. Are we making it a square? Because it looks like we're making it a square. We're making it a square. <laughs> I give it a nine just for Chie's reaction of just, she keeps seeing the spire. So her natural reaction, instead of admitting what she's seeing, she goes and buys an insect repellent. <laughs> yeah. I'll give it a nine as well. P648. Uh, I give it an eight. Uh, Akane Banashi, 29. Eight. So before we move on from Weekly Shonen Jump, I want to shout this out because it's been sitting there in my. Um, recently read stuff for like forever because like you know it, it just automatically pops stuff up there based on what you're reading a new chapter comes yeah. out it has been sitting there forever and i have not touched it and what i'm referring to is that extra chapter of dr stone that was released after the manga ended i finally read it and i fucking hate this series so much <laughs> i fucking hate this series so much i really do like, what like, was it about? Okay, so you know we had all the stuff like in space, right? Yeah, that, that's how the series essentially ended and everything like that. I'm trying to actually let me actually pull it up real quick, do a quick refresher. So basically, what happened in this chapter, in just the dumbest fucking shit possible, is like once they kind of got back out from space, um, you know, uh, Senku woke up in the middle of the ocean. Okay, and he all he's got is like a little tube floaty, and it's okay. just like, okay, well, I'm probably gonna get fucked. I need to try to figure out how to get out of the ocean, you know, and he's just like, all right, time for some terraforming. He's just like, uh, 
So what if I'm lost at sea? Just going to start from scratch again. And that gets me excited. So like literally, like I'll show you this, uh, like literally in the middle of the ocean, just okay. him, just a little tube floaty. That's it. That's it. And he turns this fucking thing around and gets a fucking massive ass ship to get back home. <laughs> what the fuck, man? He ends up finding uh, Kohaku's um, statue. Oh, whatever. Uh, ends up finding her statue as well, using the last bit of revival fluid to kind of bring her back. Which also, uh, I, I guess this happened like off screen, obviously. Okay, okay. This was not from the space stuff. I remember I remember now. Okay, so it was after uh, Taiju and uh, the other chick. I forgot her name. You know, the girl Taiju likes. Yeah. They got married. Oh. So they were going off on like, you know, you know, like celebrating for their honeymoon and stuff. And they were in a fucking jet that they made. And there was a crash. That's what happened. The jet got you know, electrocuted. Everyone was fucking falling from the jet. That's what happened. That's how they got in the middle of the ocean. And they petrified themselves to save themselves. Gotcha. So that's what happened to, to get us to where we are. Petrification is also bullshit in this it's series. It's complete and utter bullshit. Uh, so also with this, one thing that was acknowledged that happened, I guess, obviously, in, since the series ended to this, is that when he revives Kohaku, right... And, you know, she hugs him, whatever, and blah, blah. There are these lines where it's like, Senku, I know for a fact that you could have hauled me around as a statue. That would have been e the easiest way to keep me alive. He says, yep. And she says, yet you revive me as someone to share the risk and help push forward as your partner. Oh, Yeah, so Senku finally got with someone. If I'm under, if I'm if I'm reading those, oh, that's vibes, just right. low key be, author being like, yeah, no, they're a thing. <laughs> yeah, so it's either flat out like, oh yeah, they're a thing, or that's just saying like as your partner in crime sort of thing. Like, like, like a friend. I'm assuming it's, or a maybe thing. you're reading too much into this. I might be reading too much into this, but the bottom line is we keep on going. They build a raft. They fucking revive other people, and Senku catches a lightning bolt on his finger. I don't know <laughs> what is happening here, man. <laughs> Diving under the ocean, getting more stuff, preparing for the ship, reviving more people. Just a, a series of people getting revived to help out. You you see Dr. Zeno, you know, trying to figure things out. And then all of a sudden, there's a ship going home. Yeah, no, this series is very bad at uh It time. started off so good. At uh, spacing time, because it gives no real context of how much time has passed most of the time. Yeah, and then whenever they get back, right... Uh, here's exactly what Senku says. With semiconductors in hand, it'll be a scientific uh, creating, uh, but, uh, uh, whatever. Because our, our next mission involves, here we go, terraforming other planets to construct cities in space. They're going to build cities in space. I hate this fucking series. This series fell off the f map for me. Horrible. And you know, I, I, I think about it, I probably just fucked this series for so many people that only watched the anime. But I, you know what? For once, I don't feel bad. I'm doing you a favor. I'm doing you a favor. Don't continue this series. It is bad. I mean, I'll watch one episode of it when it introduces my spirit animal. That's true. That's true. That's the only thing I got for the series. <laughs> for that particular chapter, giving it a zero. It was terrible. Chainsaw Man 104. I enjoyed the title of this chapter. Spoiler. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> yeah. I'll give it a nine. I'll give it an eight. Uh, Kaiju number eight, chapter 70. I didn't get to read this one. Uh, I'll give it an eight. Okay. Tokyo Avengers 269. What a twist. This what a fucking twist. What a twist. <laughs> this backstory's going, man. The fucking... Everyone going. There's a second one. There's a second one. 
oh, there's not a second one. But there is a second one. <laughs> there was a second one all along. And we're like, what? Yeah. Original timeline. Um, 10. I give it a, a wow, a 10 from you. <laughs> Holy shit. Because it was just. I think that's the third, like, the third time that's ever happened. It was just straight out of nowhere. It's such a great twist. You know, and you know what's funny about Zach giving this a 10? Is I just went on my rant. I, I, I very distinctly remember another 10 you gave was actually Dr. Stone. Did I? Yeah. When it was uh, it was before the time skip, all that stuff with the jungle that was happening, that was hype shit. Me, you, and Josh all gave a chapter a ten. I don't know what chapter, but me, you, and Josh all gave one particular chapter a ten because that was hype shit. I might have given it a ten. I don't remember. Yeah, so I think this is like the third ten ever. Wow, what a wild day! You know, just for that, I'll give it a ten too. Why not? I mean, it's such a great twist out it of was, nowhere. It was. I mean, I agree. As someone who loves this character to death, yes, it was. Uh, Rent a Girlfriend, 251. I'd give this one a 9. Very good chapter as well. Eden Zero, 2 of 7. Uh, did you read it? I'd give this one probably like an 8 or a 7. I'd go 7. I think 7. I'll go 7. 7 Nights Sentence, 4 Nights the Apocalypse, chapter 77. I'd give this one probably a 9. Very good chapter. Very excited because, like, you know, it ended a couple chapters ago with Tristan using his, his demon powers. And it kind of detailed it in 76 where it's just like, you know, the price of using these powers is that he literally can't control it. And like, you know, because everyone's like, right, okay, Tristan, you can uh, you can turn off the powers now because he's just like, he's brutalizing <laughs> this fucking demon. Even to the point where she's like, oh, please you know, spare me. No more, no more. He's like, okay. And she's like, oh, thank God. And he just rips her in half. And she's like, I thought you said you were done. He's like, I told you I can't control myself. <laughs> I kind of it kind of reminds me because I've, I've recently been on a Dragon Ball Z uh, um, a bridge binge whatever yeah. where it's just like uh, it was like the episode of Bardock is like you know Bardock you know he catches Chilled's fist and he's just like please don't break my butt and Bardock's like okay and Chilled is like truly and Bardock's like no and just starts beating him <laughs> into the ground same thing here man uh, so Tristan's like completely just brutalizing right now and then we get the appearance. Of our antagonist, Arthur himself has now come down, wanting to come uh, fight Tristan because he's curious of his powers. And it's like it's so funny watching Arthur come down because he's like still like a same, like almost light-hearted Arthur, but very clearly sick and twisted. You know what I mean? Where like uh, you know this is the per this is Percival's first time seeing Arthur, so gotcha. his first mindset is you're the reason my grandfather is dead. Fuck you. And Percival goes charging full speed to attack. And Arthur's like, oh, you must be Ironside's grandson. That's so cool. And then Arthur just slaps him to the side. He's like, will you calm down with that for the moment, please? <laughs> just completely fucks him to the side. Uh, but then uh, as he's about to start uh, fighting Tristan, the boy is back. Meliodas steps in. Next chapter, we're about to have a throwdown between Meliodas and Arthur. And I'm here for it. It's going to be great, dude. So I give this one a nine. Very good chapter. Uh, so an ordinary had a break this week. Uh, next up is True Beauty, two twenty three, the series finale. You know, the vibes were there. Yeah, you know, I, I know you said yeah, something about it. The vibes were there, and the one I'll, I'll give this one a ten. Actually, I'll give this one a ten. Two tens, the same episode. Wow, uh, I'll give this one a ten, man, because like this was a true happy ending from a series that had so much like traumatic things happen to various characters. Like some pretty serious things happened to various characters, ranging from like. 
you know, um, abusive relationships, mm-hmm. just the stuff that our main character went through, the uh, stress and anxiety that um, Seojin went through and everything. Like, there was so much in this series of just, like, a traumatic things happening to various characters. And for this, ki- the one single chapter, it was a pretty long chapter, really did well tying up so many knots of so many characters and where they are and where their life's going in a good way, in a good capacity. So, really enjoyed this chapter. Enjoyed this, this very fun series to read. I'd give this one a 10. Week Hero 207. Just realized I did not read this, and I'm kind of sad. Um, I know. I just realized I did not read it. I'm kind of disappointed now. I'm really upset I did not read this. So we got some nice setup. So we got to see the how what the... Um, I forget what the, how they called it, but the Marketplace Massacre, which was just some jackass, for some reason, thought it was a good idea to block someone trying to leave a... Mar- leave a store who right. happened to just be wolf and naturally being wolf guy stared at him too long so he beat the shit out of him yep. <laughs> he beat the shit out of all of him and his friends and the kim dude's just like i'm gonna take this as evidence snap <laughs> pieces out then goes back to a, another moment right before uh he tried to take over yunjin of him paying for wolf and his wolf's crew's drinks at a karaoke bar and Wolf seeing was like, you're the guy that was at the, the general store that one time. I was like, yeah, that's me. Thanks for the drinks. Peace is out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm a beast. I can stand it at the top. I pay for your drinks. That's all I get. And then it shows him him saying, I need to get Teddy to take take down the gr- gray. And then it's just like, well, you know how that happened. Yeah. How that shows up Teddy tied up again. And it just Teddy's like, why do I suddenly have a shiver? Right. And then we get a nice setup of um, the other group. I can't think of their name. The one that Donald and team went and marched in on their building. I don't remember either. Yeah, one of their people is going to collect rent from an arcade, which has been closing a lot. And uh, Eugene and... can't remember the other characters. Eugene and one of the other crew shows up at the at the arcade and goes in and starts playing when the other people are so just happen to miss them. One group of them's out smoking, one's in the bathroom, and Gray's going to meet them. And it has a nice little setup of it's gonna be a great fight, one of the characters saying. It's like, oh, Gray's gonna finally interact with them. <laughs> Gray and Turk crew. What would you give it? Eight. All right, okay. What about L C one eighty six? I'll give it a nine. Okay. Uh, down to Earth, 113. I'd give this one a seven. Pseudo Armor and Mage and Demon Queen are both back. I forgot to add chapter numbers, though. Pseudo Armor, I did read. I've given it an eight. Mage and Demon Queen, forgot to read. Uh, Immortal Weakling, also forgot to read. But Immortal Weakling is pretty good right now. I really enjoy where it's kind of going at the moment. So looking forward to reading that one. Favorite chapter of the week? Tokyo Revengers Wild Twist. So I will say in actuality... It probably would be Tokyo Avengers, but just because it's the last time that I can do it, I'm gonna give it to True Beauty because it was a it was a very good ending. All right, I think that's it for today's show. Uh, any other thoughts on anything we uh, chat about here today? Not particularly, no. All right, I'm gonna hit the music. We're gonna work our way out here. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you're watching this on YouTube, definitely hit that subscribe and help us out there. And you can also go check out the YouTube for Animan Plus specifically and subscribe there so we can get starting using that channel more thank you very much bye
do everything that he said and more, such as like checking out our, at our website, spark3.com, sign for free or sign five bucks a month. We definitely appreciate that. As well, check out our sponsors like Rogue Energy, Weber Beard Company, Red Dragon, and keep an eye out for what we got coming with Agent Inc. Super excited for that partnership and the merch to come out of it. Designing has started, so I'm super pumped to reveal to the world what we have working on. Check us out over at Twitter as well. Join the Discord link down in the description below. Uh, I think that's it. Until next time, guys, we'll see you next week. Later. We'll be right